Okay, we got it working. We got it working. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. Oh my god. I'm sorry for cursing so early in this episode, ladies and gentlemen, but me and uh, me and my guest here, we just actually were able to uh, create our uh, our own in-home space shuttle. Um, it was a very arduous process. I would say it took. Well, I mean, what was that? It took about four or five years to get to get made and then when we actually turned on the engine do you remember jasper when we, when we turned on the engine to the space shuttle it actually blew apart the other half of the house um but we but we took off we we lit we're actually in space right now um so uh this is this is a huge event this is a big deal um, that's not what happened. What happened was, uh, I was trying to get my guest in here, uh, Jasper and, uh, Jasper's been on the podcast before. Uh, so for those of you who have heard some of his stories, he's a return guest, but, um, it felt like we were building a space shuttle just now. Didn't it J Jasper a little bit? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's, it's in progress. That's for sure. Yeah. The, the, there is something so fucking stupid about Discord. It's it very much reflects the people who use it. And I'm gonna shit on gamers for a second. There's like a lot of uh, bells and whistles to Discord that like are super fucking unnecessary. And I think the reason why they're there is for people who like, you know, like want to code, but like, you know, kids who kids who should just be you know, fucking playing World of Warcraft, like they want to turn everything into World of Warcraft, you know, like every app that they use has to have like special hidden features and like you have to be able to customize the fucking code line and blah, blah, blah. Like it should just be a voice app, guys. It should just be a fucking video, video and audio recording voice app. Like it doesn't need to be able to like build a fucking Tesla engine, which is what we just did. But anyways... This is the end with Adam. You've reached the end. You're here now with me, your host. I'm here digitally from uh, across the coast. Uh, Jasper Chang, I can say your full name, right, Jasper? That's fine, yeah. Having to go to work and just like freezing in my car and then the yeah. sun would come up. And by the, literally by the time I got to work, it was like hot. I was like, what the fuck? But, um, but uh, so you're, you, you said you're going to be, oh, wait, what'd you say? No, I didn't say anything. Oh, um, I was saying, uh, you said you're going to be in Laguna Beach for a little while, didn't you? You said you're yeah, going to be there for a month and a half, actually. Damn, that's that's prime real estate right there, and that's actually a little bit about what I want to talk to you about. Um, why I brought you on the show is prime real estate because um, you're definitely a guy that knows how to make uh, make some coin. You know how to make some cash, and you you've done it through most of your life. I mean, last time we talked, you were telling me about. Selling sneakers at what? What age was that? Were you sixteen? No, no, no. I was a little later. I was actually um, sophomore, junior in college. Okay, that's still that's yo. I, I was a, when I was a sophomore in college. I was negative. I was a negative millionaire. I had negative that's, money. Well, that's, that's when like you know like sneaker com blew up, and then Supreme was at its highest peak. It was just, it was just the right timing to do it. Let's let's talk about fashion for a second, yo. Because one one thing I gotta give East Asians, specifically the Taiwanese, Koreans, who else? Who else is good at dressing? Japanese, they're all right. They're they're okay, but it's more the Taiwanese and the and the Koreans. Y'all really know how to put together fits. What's going on with that? What it, think, explain that? I, th I think in, in at least in the Asian um, fashion culture, it's it's not really about how loud you want to be you know it's not like you have to make a statement of like what right. sometimes it just has to as long as there are clean lines the colors are natural not like poppy it can pop a little bit here and there but usually when you look at that asian um, fashion design culture it's, it's always more subtle and it's yeah. a little bit plain but I, they care more about layers like how many layers can you put on your body um without yourself look ridiculous you know so it's kind of let's say let's say you you want to dress 
because like the the hip hop culture. Yeah, I put a gold chain on there with a pendant, maybe, yeah. But you know, that's that's pretty loud. <laughs> if I can't wait if you wear like Jordans, those are those are not subtle, you know. So I yeah, think it's right. different than what each group is, is targeting at. I mean, if you walk around in a in a club with Jordan, then you might found some girl who's into hip-hop too and in fact then like this guy just good you know so it's, it's just a little bit different so so yeah l- l- let's talk about I, w- I want you to take me to taipei right now we're in a nightclub all right we got bottle service um you know you know me man you know i, I i'm not super fresh i'm not the i'm not the freshest guy at the party but you know i i can dress a little bit you know i like to keep my i, li- I like to keep my clothes you know very minimalist you know i, I like to make sure everything is you know either a gray, a black, a blue, or a white. You know I'm not really into into you know loud colors. You know me. Mm-hmm. But what would you what, what would you be rocking at the nightclub in in uh, Taipei um, as the bottle? I, I, I think what I I usually do is you know get like a decent shirt. Um, what is the what is color or not color? Just stay with like plain color or just use as a like a. So it's the fall. It's the let's say it's the fall. It's the fall. Well, yeah. I mean, but when you go in a club, it can be quite warm, so you can still wear a t-shirt. Um, and right. just make sure you pick like good t-shirts. Um, definitely not something like too light. Uh, the color, because um, mm. uh, if you if you, you don't want a lighter to... color, it might show the the lines that you don't want to show. Because so let's say you're let's say you're not like shredded, then. Yeah, wearing a black or a dark <laughs> color will definitely help. Right, yeah, and it's just especially in the club, it's dark, so it hides the line very well. And I think I care about it's a sneaker, like it's really what you're wearing. Um, you're the shoe, you're a shoe man. Yeah, okay, feel, all right. So I feel like for guys, um, you don't really have that many choices. It's either you wear like a like a shirt with a big ass logo on it, or you wear like a high quality <laughs> shirt. But at the same time, they mm-hmm. all look the same from distance. So honestly, you can yeah. just buy a t-shirt from Uniqlo and just get by by it. But the shoes, like, you know, you make sure that you throw some really, really nice shoes, or maybe like something, something still designer, but like semi-casual, like um, Alexander McQueen, or those like Gucci mm-hmm. Those yeah. a sneaker, those um, those are really easy to wear, and I actually been wearing those to work, and nobody has said anything that I dress unprofessionally. So I feel like the designer name kind of give this kind of shoes, like tennis shoes, like a yeah. like a pass. It's like ah oh, yeah, it's still high end, even though it's not like dress. Shoes. Yeah. So, but they still let go. So. Yeah. No, actually, at. I- had a similar thing happen with me. I, I I don't know if you remember, but for a while I had those uh, slime green Balenciaga triple S's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, my job was like professional, like, you know, like business casual, you know, like you couldn't really wear sneakers. And one day I was like, let me just see, cause these are like thousand dollar shoes. Like, let me just like wear them to, to work. And like, I wore them with like, cause you could wear dark jeans. Like that was one thing you could do. Yeah. But like you could wear like a t-shirt. So I wore like dark jeans, like the Balenci's, and then just like a white like button up and like a, a sweater over it. And I, I just got tons of compliments. People were like, are those are those those shoes that nobody knew what they were called? They were just like those shoes. Like it's like, yo, are those the shoes that, that like rappers wear? And I was like, Yeah, those these are the shoes that that that, that the rappers wear. But um, yeah, it's funny, like once it's got that name on it, you can kind of it doesn't even matter. It like transcends sneaker, you know. Yeah. It's not even a sneaker anymore. It's that product or that brand. Yeah. But um, but but uh, what's big in Asia? Like, what are like like if we're at the, we're we're at the nightclub? Let's go back to the nightclub, right? Like, how am I gonna me as as a black man? How am I gonna speak to uh? And let's say I, I speak perfect uh Taiwanese, by the way. Let's just say I do. How how am I gonna approach a Taiwanese girl at this nightclub, and what should I have on to signal that I'm a cool guy and that she should probably come home with me? Um, let me know. You can. I mean, honestly, as a foreigner, you probably have an easier time to just get girls. But like, but you just have to but, you just have to dress how I how I describe it, and then I mean, 
because you're a foreigner, you're actually allowed to dress however you want, and they will feel. Okay. No. <laughs> really? Yeah. So I could just come in there, dress like Dennis Rodman, like pink hair. Well, I don't know. Well, you can definitely do the pink hair for sure, but I just don't know if that's gonna attract any girls. But if you if you try to dress like someone in like the like like those um like celebrities maybe or or just what I, like the style, the playing, like anything you throw on it, as long as it look clean, like you'll be fine. Yeah. So you just you just got to be clean. You got to have you know the colors right. And like you said, like you got to have like something that uh, accents the right lines. Right. I, I love, I yeah, I, I love that um, that statement because that's such a simple way of putting it. Like everybody's kind of got a figure or a, a port a part of their themselves. Most people, right, that they like want to accent. Like maybe you've got like nice biceps, or like maybe you've got like good shoulders or whatever. Like you know, you, the, everybody's got that one shirt or that one brand that like brings that out or at least it feels like it does what what are some brand, what are some brands for you where you're just like yo this is this is the wave this is for me the the brand yeah brand. Uh, let's see i don't i don't have anything brand per se uh, i mean I, I care more about the fit but if for shoes like brand i would probably go um, something you can wear almost every day, like those um, really, like those like enlarged Stan Smith <laughs> from Alexander King. And then it kind of, it, it's kind of high, but for a guy, it kind of adds you, like the whole, the your whole posture will look better. With the Stan Smith one? You think the so? The one that looks like Stan Smith from uh, Alexander McQueen. I forgot what the model is called. Let me let me look this up. Yeah, right yeah. yeah. and then also those like like uh, Gucci A sneaker. Those are very easy to wear, and then you can wear them to, to almost anything, any event. Now I see. Okay, see, here's my thing. Right, I can't rock Gucci shoes. I just can't. Oh, no. like, dude, there's something about it. Like I always associate Gucci shoes with like Fulton Ave in like Harlem. Or like you know, like where you know, or um, what's what's the place? What, what's that place in in uh in LA? The, the the fashion district downtown, like where you can get like fake shit, you know, like like I I just don't believe. Like if I see somebody who's obviously rich and they're wearing Gucci shoes, oh. I'm like, okay, that's real. But like if I just saw like me wearing Gucci shoes, I'd be like, those are fucking fake. Even if they were real, like I would still feel like they're. Fake. You know, well, I, I don't know. Not, though. If you if you know they're real, then you just you just you just wore them comfortably. I mean, you you paid them with your hard earned money. But but what? But like, like how? Not, the, not showing off as. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, like I'm I'm rocking a real Gucci shoes. Like you don't go out and advertise that. Yeah, so I don't think right. there's nothing because you can buy whatever you want and wear whatever you want. But like right. you're you're buying fakes and then flexing on like on the gram, then that's kind of not right. <laughs> but if you're just worrying for your own pleasure, there's nothing wrong with that. So so you actually don't like so if it, if it's a if it's if it's not real, it almost doesn't matter to you as long as it's good quality and like looks looks oh. real. Hold on, you're breaking up a little bit. Hold on, let's uh, get you your let's. Hey, can you hear me? Got some technical difficulty, folks. Hold on, please. Technical difficulties. All right, looks like we lost him, folks. He might be coming back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to save this and um, make sure there isn't that much dead air. Uh, doesn't sound like he's coming back anytime soon. Jasper, if you can still hear me, uh, text me. Um, and then maybe leave the discord party and then come back and that might help you because you've completely dropped your, your connection is completely dropped. Yo. Yay. So I think yeah, my connection dropped. Yeah. Yeah. You're good now. You're good now. Well, I'll, I'll cut that. It's fine. Um, so no, I was just, let's get back to the, so you, I was, I was saying to you, it almost doesn't matter if the sneaker is real or fake as long as it looks real enough and like you know 
that it's like good quality. Was that what you were saying? Um, so I was, I was saying about the Gucci shoes, um, you're saying it almost doesn't matter if it's real or not, as long as it looks good. Yeah. I mean, okay. To be honest, you, when you walk in on the street or even in the club, no one's going to flip your shoes and or say, can I, Adam, can I check out your <laughs> shoes very thoroughly? And I just want to see if they're real. And then I start like taking your shoes off and like, like examine it. Like nobody's going to do that. <laughs> like, even if you wear a, a fake go chain, no one's gonna go there and say, "Oh, can can you take it off? I just want to see if it's real gold." I don't think so. Um, I beg to differ. In Atlanta, they will, really? especially especially if you're like at a strip club or like somewhere where you're supposed to be spending money, and like you're not spending money the way that like your chain says you should be spending money. Yeah, niggas will come up to you and be like. Yeah, and, and it's very easy. You can you can hear a fake chain. Like you can oh, hear yeah, it. Yeah, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like it, it's like chains are like very much. Um, that's dangerous territory to be walking around with a bunch of fake. See, that's chains. why. But that's you, why I don't I don't buy gold chain for myself. It's just that I don't need to. I don't need to flex or potentially expose what people think. What I have, I think it's gonna put myself in danger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dog. I just, I just, I like, I like nice watches, but I don't, I personally don't, I only own like two or three. Like, you know, it's not like people always say I'm like flexing. It's like, dude, this watch, I'm wearing this like every day. I'm not flexing just because I'm wearing a watch. Um, I don't know. I've seen your watches, bro. You, you do, you do rock them. I mean, you are rocking the, the, the watch. I mean, it is being rocked. I wouldn't say you're flexing, but you're rocking it for sure. <laughs> I like the word rocking <laughs> um but nah man but uh but yeah getting getting back to 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 the nightclub so you're telling me as a foreigner like i could just walk in there and remember this is a, this is an expensive taipei nightclub like, right we're getting full service you know like we just finished talking to p diddy he left diddy left the building so now we're just we got the table to ourselves like you're telling me I can just dress like how you normally see me dress and I could still get girls. I, in, I feel in like you can and just put some like good cologne just because you're a foreigner. If you're Asian, it would be different. If you're okay, Taiwanese, it... it would be different because you might even okay. drive like a, a nicer car or something. <laughs> I couldn't pull up in the Hyundai? No, you, you don't even. You just, you just fucking <laughs> order. You just order Uber. That's it. But I want to. Be, I want to be honest with the girl. G give me. Give me the name. Give me a name. Like a typical name of a of a of a uh, Taiwanese girl. Like a just a typical like a Katie. Give me. Give me a name. Probably um, Tiffany. Tiffany. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So like we're living in Taipei. We're both hedge fund managers. We're multimillionaires. We happen to be roommates. And I'm just like yo. Listen, man, I met this girl. I think I'm in love. I, I, I really like, I feel so different about her. And you're like, well, tell me about her. And I'm like, her name's Tiffany. She's, she's Taiwanese. Like, you know, we, we, we talk all the time. I'm upset. I'm obsessed. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, what would you, what advice would you give me if you could see that I was just absolutely in love with this, you know, Tiffany girl? Um, and you know, she's a little bit more on the, we're, we're like, like I said, we're hedge fund managers, so we got a lot of money, you know, we, we got to keep up appearances. What, what would be some advice you would give me, you know, to, to, to impress Tiffany? What would she want? Mm, probably. Well, it depends on her background though. If it's, yeah, if, like, if she's from a, if she's from a, a pretty well off family, she probably want you to be on that same level. So how, how do I need to flip? Cause uh, so like, I'll, I'll give you the inverse, right? So like you're, we're, we're in Atlanta, you know, you meet, you meet Keisha, you know, she, she's hot, you know, she, she's into you, but she needs to know, like, you know, how much does Jasper really have in the bank? Like Keisha's gonna figure that out at some point. Like she wants to know. You know, like you guys can be friends and be cool, but if you want to get serious with Keisha, something's got to happen, and it can't just be dinner. You know, you may 
you may have to break the bank on something, maybe a maybe a Birkin bag, <clears throat> you know, just just to show her that you got it like that. Do I need to do that with Tiffany or no? I feel like mm, I'm pretty sure there are different groups of, of, of girls out there. I mean, some are more materialistic, uh, but I still believe that you maybe you can try to sometimes it's not all about not all about like designer stuff or like the good stuff. Uh, I think sometimes it's more about the the experience or the memory that you're creating. Like um, there's one time I was dating this girl, but I wasn't too sure. Um, I, I, I just want something like, I don't know. I just want to have some romantic time. And then mm-hmm. what I did, one of the trick that I, I, I know how to pull off is that I would just, would just go up to the mountain and see some night view with some, oh, some nice. like jazz music or something. And then it actually mm-hmm. it has been working pretty well. Last, well, yeah, the, the times I tried it, it actually worked. That's awesome. No, that's actually like a, a great date idea um, to just like go hiking and like find somewhere to just fucking, you know, chill and sit and like listen to music and stuff, yeah. especially in California, especially in California. Like that's that's actually way better than like I remember when I first got there and I was like on like Tinder and Bumble and shit. And mm-hmm. like, uh, it was like right when COVID hit, too, and I was doing like literally girls were like because, you know, when COVID hit, like, no, nobody knew how, like, it was transmitting. Remember those, like, first couple of weeks? Like, I remember girls were, like, you you would have to video chat with them, like, multiple times before they would, like, want to meet up with you. And um, I never got to, uh, I'll put it that with this way, I never got to uh, meet up with any of the chicks that I did these, like, video chats with. And it was, like, literally felt like a fucking interview. Like, I felt like I was interviewing for, like, Goldman Sachs with some of these chicks. They were just, like oh so you're a writer like what have, what have you written on and i'm like oh like i haven't written on like any tv shows yet but like and they're like oh that's cool so you're like not really a writer like, like <laughs> yeah okay. um yeah i guess not i guess i'm not uh but uh <laughs> but um no i mean in 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 taiwanese culture you're, you're saying that like i mean yeah obviously there are going to be people that are materialistic but you can find you know the girls that are going to appreciate the little things and appreciate just, you know, small romance. Would you say that, that that's like more common finding girls that are just into, you know, sweet, cute things, or is it more common that like, especially remember I'm, I'm painting a picture We're we're, we are very successful hedge fund managers for HSBC. So, you know, the people we hang out with, the places we go, the yachts that we find ourselves on, you know, we're going to interact with certain kinds of women in this world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what's what's your play in Taiwan? How do you how do you really show her up? You know, how do you really be like, yeah, no, I, I really do got it like that. Like, what do you do? I feel like. Like, you shouldn't go any 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 direction to the extreme. You should find the, the good middle ground, which is you kind of want to flex, but you don't want to. You don't want to actually. It depends because I personally I don't date girls who are uh, materialistic, like very upfront about it. I just straight up ask for things because I definitely know someone who's being manipulated, uh, manipulated, uh, ma- manipulated by women like that. So you do. That's interesting. Yeah. Is there maybe a story there that you might uh, might want to shed some light on? Yeah. Like, so I, I I know this guy who's. <laughs> He probably he's thirty. He, he's thirty eight right now, and he's single. And uh, thirty eight. He he probably has probably like seven figure net worth. Jeez. Um, okay. Yeah. So, but he's he's still single, and he's it's kind of weird. He can't really pull it off with any girls at all, and he. He acts a little bit too quickly, I guess. Maybe that scared a woman, and uh, and also because he, he's he's hanging out with these two girls who are like, in like uh, low twenties, like twenty two, yeah. twenty three, and while well, he's thirty eight. Oh. So my friend told me the rule is that 
you shouldn't date anyone who's your age divided by two and plus seven. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Have you have you ever crazy. heard of this uh, equation? I've never. I've, I, dude, that actually broke my brain. I'm so bad at math. Okay, so your age divided by two. So I'm 26. Oh. Divide that by two. That makes 13 plus seven, which is so 20. that's. 20. So twenty so is the youngest that you can date. Okay. Or, or to not make things weird. I see that. No, no, no. That's yeah. That's yeah. Okay. Actually, you know what? I here's here's my rule. I genuinely would never see myself, no matter how hot the chick is, going below twenty one. On like, I just don't. If I can't take you into a club or if like if if you can't legally purchase alcohol, not that like you need to like drink with me or anything like I'm not even like big into that. But it's like a rule in my mind that like if if you're not at that like level of adulthood yet, then like you're kind of off limits. Do you do you think that way or or I I do. I do agree with it. Yeah, I, I, I just think that like certain experiences, certain like life moments have to happen to you like as like a girl i feel like for me to even like for example like my i had a a girlfriend um when i was in college who i was a senior and she was a second semester freshman and i I didn't even know i didn't even know how young she was until like we were way into it like you know i i just assumed because she hung out with people that were like around my age you know Mm-hmm. everybody's I was, I was 22 everybody around me was like 21 22 and then you know she has a fake id so we get into all the clubs so like i'm not even considering and then like i'm talking about graduation and all this shit and then she's like oh, yeah no like that's so crazy and i'm like oh shit you're like still in college like this is not gonna work because i'm about to graduate and you're gonna still be here and like I'm leaving this fucking like I'm leaving New Orleans like I'm not staying, so it's like there's just like certain things that like she couldn't that like I, you know we couldn't graduate together or like she could never know what it what it would feel like you know at the same time to be out of college you know in the same way that I was about to feel you know mm-hmm. that I was out of college, if that makes any sense like our stages of life were so di- were, were so different but at the same time for the like four months that I hadn't graduated, it was like perfect. It was like, it was great. Like she was, she was an awesome girlfriend, but like right when I graduated, I was like, okay, there's just no way this is going to continue. It actually did continue for like a year, but um, uh, I was convinced at the time that like that just our circumstances would, uh, would, would tear us apart. And eventually they did. I mean, you know, it's crazy how different people are from like, the time that they're 19 to the time that they're 23, they're like totally different. They can be sometimes mm-hmm. totally different. people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Were you in America when you were 18 or, or, yeah, or I was, were you? I was, I was already here when I was 18. So, so tell me about like when you first like started kind of dating here, were you only dating Taiwanese girls or were you dating like, uh, you know, American white girls. Were you dating black girls? Were you, you know? Um, I, I was, I was pretty much open to all races and ethnicity. It wasn't really, wasn't ever a concern. I just thought when I was in, when I was in high school, I like dated around, flirted around, but um, only had this one girlfriend, girlfriend that you, you can call, I guess. Uh, dated for like half a year, but wasn't wasn't really going anywhere. And I, you know, just like too young and everything. Um, right. And I was very, I was more of a emo kid, introvert kid in, in high school. I wasn't, I never really participated in anything. Um, mm-hmm. And then my grades are like, they, don't, they weren't great. I mean, they're above 3.0 just because that's what, that's all my parents asked for. Because <laughs> so we can get discount. I can get discount on my car insurance. <laughs> for being oh, a, yeah, yeah right. for being a good student. Yeah, that's right. You you do get I remember that like good student discount. Right. That was, so, that was, yeah, so that's the only thing I had to comply with. I'm like, okay, that's 
should be should be easy. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it was not it was not until like college, especially after uh, sophomore year. I don't know. It just like I start to explore, uh, explore more. My cousin took me out to do like different things, like camping, snowboarding, um, you know, more outgoing, and then um, made a lot of friends through gaming too, and then through like basketball. I played basketball too, so um, it was just it was just, it was just like a like a stage that like changed me in a good way, and I learned mm-hmm. how to talk better. Um, to uh, you know, like even like crack jokes, because I think, I think that's one of my advantages is that I know how to crack jokes, and then yeah, it, yeah, people people think it's pretty funny, and then um, I I don't I don't think I'm good looking, but I think I'm pretty average, decent, okay looking guy. So when you add on to it, it just makes you more approachable, more more a- a- amiable, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think being being funny is like like it's it's almost like a cheat code like if you're if you if you can genuinely like make girls laugh like you you're you're 50 there like you're 50 in the door yeah. if you're like if, if they're genuinely like finding you and not just like funny but like entertaining yeah that is true yeah it goes a super far way yeah so it's, so it's like why would why would you want to hang out with someone who's only trying to be cool or like having a, a poker face 24 7 as i do i'm trying to you know have a good vibe instead of just yeah. okay looking guy but knows how to make everyone's laugh dude that's already that's already winning in my book oh yeah oh yeah actually those guys do way better most of the time yeah and then um, it's like i know for maybe the first couple of dates you want to get to know each other it's very weird and it's very pressured I, I feel mm. like the girl will feel pressure if you just keep asking questions. I know. I understand you want to get to know her, but if when you're asking too many questions without any break in between, it feels almost like an uh, interrogation. Yeah. So cracking yeah. jokes, make her laugh, let her guard down a little bit, let her relax a little bit more. And then you can actually crack different kind of jokes to kind of test her what she's interested in. Uh, yeah. Maybe you can crack a joke about like NBA or NFL, and then you know she's into sport, something like that. Or you can sometimes right. like you want to do like flirty one if the mood is right, and then if she responded to that well, then you know you can kind of gradually um, bring it to a next level. But if she kind of resists, that's where she absolutely just stop. Right. Of course. Yeah. Maybe try it next time, but not this time. <laughs> but but. Yeah. But not this time. So, um, so what age again did you leave uh, Taiwan? I uh, left Taiwan when I was like fourteen, uh, thirteen, fourteen, and then um, I did. Well, I don't know. I don't think those count as girlfriend, but with I did found like a few girls like we liked each other when I was in like middle school. Right. Well, I mean, as you got older, I'm sure you probably had friends that were still over there. Um, and and you said you would go back, right? Like pretty frequently to right. To so before COVID, I'll actually go back probably every two years. So like as you got older, what were the biggest differences between you and like you know your people that stayed in uh in Taipei? Um, there's not much difference. So you don't. So think about Taiwan. It could be good, could be bad. Is that um at least in a in a capital which is Taipei, you don't see that much. Infrastructure um, revolution. It's more like an evolution rather rather than like a revolution wise. It's when you compare to China, everything has been building super fast at a really high right. frequent rate. Um, not for a good reason, but that's how it is on the surface. But in Taiwan, if you go to Taiwan, especially when you go to Taipei, you will see a lot of buildings kind of kind of old, not as old. As mm. per se in like Hong Kong, but you can see it's mm. aged. Uh, but some people yeah. like it because it just gives you that vintage vibe. Mm. But it really depends. Yeah, it depends what you're looking for. Well, definitely, like, uh, like I feel like cities that have a little bit more age just feel more genuine and like real. Yeah, you know, like that. That's something that um, because I when I went to college in New Orleans. That's something, even though I do not like New Orleans, and I can give you a million reasons why you should never go there. <laughs> um, 
uh, but I won't, I won't shit on, on uh, New Orleans on this podcast. I'll, I'll try to keep it low. But um, the one good thing about New Orleans is that it is like the places that are old are like some of the oldest placed settled places in America. Like one of the, there's a bar on Bourbon Street that I think is like from like, like been operational since like the 1700s. It's like the oldest bar in North America. I, f- I forgot the name of it. Somebody listening to this will definitely know what I'm talking about. But, um, but if you go in there, like it's like you believe them when they say no. This bar was like founded in like 17 like 61. Like, like the walls look like, it, like they look fucking old as shit. And then you know. <laughs> If you go to fucking like England and, and like places that are, you know, that have like, you know, super long histories, there's that feeling of like, okay, this is like what this culture manifested for real. Like not because some real estate broker wanted their fucking, you know, portfolio to go up, but like, no, like this, this was someone's home. You know, this was, this was someone's place of business, you know? Um, there, there is like that kind of quality to older places. So you're saying that Taipei kind of has that feeling a little bit more so than like, um, you know, say Shanghai or somewhere like that. Right. So a lot of old buildings were knocked down and then rebuilt in, in those cities like Shanghai, Shenzhen, uh, Beijing, things like that. And it's it just like the, um, I forgot the name of the revolution in English, but there's a period of time where Mao Zedong was doing this whole culture uh cultural revolution like they would burn all yeah. the books and all the antique just to i guess start new as a communist society mm-hmm. sy- uh, governing system which i understand that you know it's easier to leave no trace for the previous government and just start new and start to you know control people's mind so i do believe that Hmm. So they they were actually like tearing down. Like, yeah, erasing. so that's why you see a lot of new buildings in like those big cities in China. Um, but they kind of they they still have old buildings in China, but you kind of just they they do it for the reason of to pumping out their GDP. I mean, there's so many cities in in China that are just empty. They're ghost town. They they've been built, but nobody actually lives there. So, so I actually I want to I want to rest on this topic for a second because I I mean we we all know uh, I'm sure some of the people listening to this know about like what was it called Evergrande or whatever which was like yeah wasn't that like, wasn't that like forty percent of China's GDP or something or like so, something crazy so like- Evergrande um, I I know this I knew this since April um, yeah before before we get into this break let's break it down for the layman you know for people that may not know you know about this kind of stuff um just just explain explain this story like as if i was a seven-year-old okay so the story so one thing you have to know about Evergrande that it's a property kind of management development company and they create these products which are like investment fund for property um for supplier things like that um, so if you know anything about Chinese people or Asian people in general, is that they love real estate. Like Chinese wow. just straight up love wow. real estate. Like majority of wow. people saving are probably investing invested in the uh, real estate. And and what was I mean like? Why real estate? Why didn't they use like, you know, how in America we use like bizarre financial instruments like, you know, derivatives and what was the what was the thing that crashed the economy the economy in two thousand eight that was like That was the housing um, market. Yeah, the housing market. But there was a specific instrument that we were using yeah, that it's, was like it's, it's called swaps. They use swaps. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, crash, yeah. So swaps. basically yeah. so what happened in 08 was that it was too too much leverage has been given, um, and the, the mortgage loan, especially the subprime loan, which is being uh, risen off left and right, which created that people who can't afford multiple set of loans, they cannot pay off. Once yeah. something just goes wrong in their career, mm-hmm. and actually, when they actually start to default, um, when those properties start to default, um, mm-hmm. A lot of renter, 
they're still paying、mm. their rent and their utility bill without knowing the house is actually being foreclosed. Wow! Because the actual house owner never told their tenant. They try to run away. So right, can, or、wow. or maybe almost like scamming the renter because they're still paying the rent. Yeah,、uh, this、But、creates a problem where where、wow. they start using take out another loan to pay for their rent, which they're not supposed、mm-hmm. to be paying, or max out their credit card, and then the government、yeah. say, okay, the housing market has collapsed.、Um, these are being foreclosed. So sorry, you had to be evicted because this is not your house. So now so you're people- being evicted with the loans on top with with interest. That's what. That's how the OA fucked out a, a, a lot of people. Yeah. Well, like the way that I've heard it be described is, it was, it was like one big game of hot potato. Like banks and, and investment banks were just throwing each other these like horrible like package bundles of like you know billions billions of dollars of, of bad loans of people that were defaulting, and everybody was kind of just like. You know, giving it to one another, they were just kind of just trading it back and forth in Wall Street. And I think eventually, wh- who was I, I think it was Lehman Brothers. One of them like caught the bag、right. when it was going to right. So, so we so this kind of problem actually the problem from '08 was never resolved. Which, oh yeah,、no. which creates a problem right now where I think we're very close to something big about to happen. Even the.、Uh, Janet Yellen, even she said it. Yeah, Janet Yellen. Yeah. Well, I mean, you see how they're ne- they're never ever going to raise interest rates. But well, let, let's not get um too into finance talk because this is supposed to be a funny podcast.、So、<laughs> I don't want to give people the wrong impression yeah, here, but people, of course. But uh, but the end is nigh. Uh, that that's what people you should you should take yeah, away so, from this. Yeah. So yeah. So. <laughs> Driving back to the,、uh, the the original topic, is that Chinese、yeah. people love cash and house just because that is something physical that you can see. Right. Yeah. So they, if you're talking about like stocks, yes, I mean they do. I mean there are people who are pumping and you know how to manipulate the market, of course. But for the average Joe. They don't really know how to do that, so they would rather give it to like a financial institute to manage their money. And if it's if the product is housing related, then、mm. they probably would the, the average Joe would do it because it's like okay, it's house, and houses you know are generally、um, agreed upon everyone that it holds really good value. Right. Right. And so, so, so this then this segues us into Evergrande, and they were so. So Evergrande,、uh, so Evergrande was the number two real estate company in the in China. Number two.、Okay. Number two. So they, so they were holding some crazy amount of like I I guess what, what would you call it like the va- value of 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 cities and and like. Homes yeah, and, different、uh, community,、homes. different、uh, development project.、Um, the houses are currently being built, but they don't have enough money to. They they basically had this like really bad cash flow problem. Now they don't have enough money to pay their interest on their loan because you have to understand that a、uh, company sometimes it's definitely okay to borrow money to operate. Yeah, yeah. So that's where Evergrande kind of took a lot more risk, and then now you don't have any cash to pay for things. Yeah. Right. So they basically took they they took too big of a bite. Correct. And they can't, they can't, and they they can't, can't really、just... swallow it. And then they when when uh when people invest in their company, they just get paid periodically, and then they、mm. started to miss, like miss those payments. That's when I heard about right. So, yeah, yeah. So that's what happened.、Yeah. So, so yeah. So that's why people. I mean, that's why、uh, this will affect Chinese people a lot, and then also especially globally because a lot of banks put their money into it. But this is essentially why I'm trying to explain that is、uh, like houses are a big deal in Chinese culture. So if、okay. you have a house, then you definitely can win like the girls, especially their parents' heart. <laughs> so, so more than so more than it being a financial instrument, it's also a cultural 
like kind of watermark like i have a home yeah like yeah i mean it's what you call like those dating um not dating app necessarily but when you go through someone in in, like a middleman like a um, Mm -hmm. a marriage agent i guess um i've never heard of this a marriage agent please explain this it's like it's like someone like you go to this like platform or you go to this like agency and then you kind of like try to match like match like with someone else and then you they will try to arrange your date and see how it goes is is this is this uh like exclusively like a an east asian thing or is this, uh, is this i think happen- so yeah, yeah yeah so i think it's mostly east asian uh south asian some have it too like vietnam i believe Mm. Yeah, so basically, a lot of a lot of common thing that the first thing the girl asks is like, how many cars do you have, or how many houses do you have, oh, yeah. how much Hell sleeping yeah. you have. But that's, that's mostly child, and I definitely encountered girls like that, mm-hmm. uh, which is well, what happened. Dude, what happened to Starry Night and in, in the jazz music and the hiking? Yeah, no, like, it, 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 it works. Um, once you can sense the girl's interest in you, but okay, I, I just had this weird thing just happen to me about a month ago. So I know yeah. this friend; she's pretty cute, uh, I'd say. And then she's from from China, like an actual fop. And I I know she likes wait, 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 wait. me, but I have a, I have an a actual girl. one. Wait, wait, you've got you've got a, you've got a that, you called her something. She's an actual what? Oh, she's an actual fop. What is fob? Fob just means that someone who, who's who's not native in in America, like someone foreign, like fresh fresh oh. off the boat. <laughs> oh, fresh off the yeah. boat! Oh, yeah, 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 fresh off the boat. Yeah, yeah. yeah so okay. yeah, and I know I know she likes me, uh, but I have a girlfriend, uh-huh. so I'm not gonna say anything to that. I was like, oh, thanks. Um, but I know she. One of the problems that I don't like about her is that she's very materialistic. Mm. Is she? Was she? Rich, was she? Was she rich in China? No, she's definitely so. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll follow up with that this phenomenon in China, but I'll just finish this story first. Is that okay? Okay. She's like, oh, like she went back to China for half a year, uh, not not long ago, and she came back, and we like just like chatting. And then she's like, "Oh, like it was my birthday stuff." I was like, "Oh, I mean, yeah, I can, I can treat you. You know, let's grab a bite. That's that's no problem." Yeah. And then she's like, "Oh, what about my my birthday gift?" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about?" Because I really hate when someone asks for things. I like to give things voluntarily, but not being asked for it. And then so she's strange. He straight up was like, "Where's my birthday present?" Yeah, like, I was like, oh, she's like, "Are you gonna give me like give me a, a gift or something?" I was like, "Okay, so what are you looking for?" She said, "Oh, I know like these colognes. I really, I mean, perfume that I really liked." I was like, "Sure, send me the link." And it was like some, I don't know, seven thousand. I, I don't know. It was, it was like a couple hundred dollars, you know. And then there are three different sizes. I'm looking at the, the smallest one. And I was like, okay, sure, I can give you the $85 size. And she's like, she, she actually said, oh, I feel like I should at least get the middle one, the middle size. I'm like, what the fuck, that's 150 bucks. <laughs> and then, like, I'm not she even going to hook up with you or something. It's like, what, what am I getting out of this? I'm already treating you like a, like a nice meal. Like, what more can you ask for, you know? And then I was just like, I, I was like, I'm sorry? She's like, yeah. Like, like I was like, I don't think I'm going to buy you expensive gifts. And it's just like, it gets to a point, I guess she felt really awkward. Uh, Cause, okay, because the, the, the reason why I kind of flipped out a little bit, I got frustrated because she asked me probably like two times in a row about it. No way. She like no, didn't leave like alone? If, if someone, anyone with a common sense, if someone doesn't respond to your question directly, that means that they probably don't want to respond to your question directly. <laughs> so I said, I said, no, I'm not buying you expensive gifts. She's like, oh, well, it's not like I can't afford it. You know that, right? She said, I can definitely afford it. And I was just like, I, I never said you couldn't, but it's just that I'm confused because you keep asking about this gift. So I don't know if you actually want to hang out with me to eat with me or you just want a gift. If you want to give, I can just ship to your house. 
And then she just like she's just she just think I'm like overreacting, but she didn't know what to say because I think whatever I said was 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 right. And then I, I yeah. just end up saying that I I actually it's been proven not proven but mm, approved by other people that I actually can people pretty well. Like I think it's you can. Sorry, you broke up. At the, you said you can I work with people, people pretty, pretty well. Once I hang out with them uh-huh. for maybe like a couple minutes, um, I can kind of get... The, the longer I spend, the clearer the image it was. But usually it takes me no more than uh, a, no more than probably an hour or two to figure out this person. Yeah, I think that's right. through like trading uh, stocks or crypto. That kind of helps me because mm-hmm. you know different mentality. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, people sound pretty accurate. So I said, I yeah. told her, and then I said, I took a psychology class in college too, and also mm. philosophy. So I kind of know the logic behind things. Yeah. And then she never talked, yeah. she hasn't talked to me ever since. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, can I ask you, do you think, it, it, do you think it was just her or do you think like in China, she was kind of going by like a, a like a well-tread playbook, like all right, this guy has a girlfriend, but like, I like him, but like, maybe if he starts to buy me stuff, he'll start to like me. Like, does she think, do you, is that like a way that Chinese women will get men to like, like flirt with them? Like to see, will he spend money on me? Yeah. A lot of of Chinese girl really likes money or materialistic stuff. And a lot of Mm. guys, when they're rich, Especially like when when their parents are rich, they're not gonna care how much they spend. Right. So, I, I I don't think it's good for the kids to to spend the money that his or her parents have. But that's not my that's mm. not my problem. That's how they want to live. That's fine. Um, because I when I, I met someone who was freaking seventeen at the time, and he drove a McLaren. Mm. Yeah, that's that's wrong. Yeah. That should be illegal. And then his his allowances per week is fifteen hundred per week. Fifteen hundred per week when he was seventeen. Where is he right now? I just need to get my ski mask <laughs> in my clock. <laughs> I don't I don't know where he is right now. He was in L.A. at the time. This was probably five years ago. And then it was funny because I think he, wait was he Chinese? Was he Chinese? Yeah, he was. He was yeah Chinese. And they drove a McLaren, um, I think the 750S, something like that. Because I actually, I actually test drove it like around a few blocks when when he led me to. And then, um, yeah, and then that guy actually broke his bumper from bumper once, and that thing cost six thousand dollars because it has to be made and painted in the UK and shipped to California, dude. So here's my thing with that, right? Like, here's my thing. Here's my thing. If, if I'm a, if I'm a super rich parent, like wildly like billion dollar parent, right? Like, I would I still there would still be no reason for me to give my child my 17 year old, by the way, like not not like a 25 year old like who's doing really well and like you know you want to treat him so you get him a nice car because he's already like you know you know or maybe like it's his his like wedding present like he got married so you want to get him a nice. You know that's that's different, but like when it's basically this kid's starter car is is literally one of the fastest, like most sought after supercars on the planet. Uh, what am I accomplishing as a parent by doing that? Like, what, what it doesn't add, it doesn't provide that child any value because he has no concept. So of how two, so two points, you had to go back to to the to the one child policy. Even though you can have up to three kids now, but one child policy one 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 child policy was implemented for quite a while. Yeah. So when you only have one kid, especially when it's a boy, it's very you know, um in, in the Chinese society, boys always have a heavier weight when you compare to uh girls in, in a family social status. Per right. se, yeah. So, like, don't they have to? Yeah. So, they, so they like, would try everything to take care of the kid. That's uh, why they okay. dump everything on the kid, especially a lot of kids in who are who are in America, like who are like you know coming from China. It's 
maybe like international students, their parents are not here. So the only way to yeah. show your love to kid is to support them. And money is like giving them money is the easiest way, and then the mo- the yeah. most secure way to take care of them. Yeah, of course. No, no. Now I see that. Okay, so like they want to like they they've got money. They don't get to see their kid. Their kids maybe getting an education in America, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, we we want we we want you in the Lamborghini to show to show you how much we love you. Like that's we we. That's actually a really beautiful thing, you know. Yeah. Now that now that you explained it to me that way, um, uh, I still don't agree with it. I still think it's incredibly r- ridiculous. I, here's the thing, though: it's like there are tons of great cars that would be an awesome seventeen. Like, a, like if I was seventeen and my parents got me a Shelby Mustang, you know, three fifty, like the new one, like that just came out, like that's enough. Like that, that for me, I, that's just as good as like any, you know, fucking supercar at 17, yeah. you know, like that. Well, it's more than it's more horsepower than you'll ever need ever. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's a loud, fast, like cool, tough guy car. You know, like I don't understand the point of like having to go to the McLaren, like the McLaren just kind of seems like it seems like you're setting your kid up for like a very, uh, what's the word? Um, bad set of expectations for like what life is going to bring but who knows i mean they might be so rich that they could buy tw- 20 mclarens and not break a sweat so yeah, and, and I, I mean, the I, kid is straight up being spoiled because i think his first choice that it was given was a i think it was a porsche probably like a panamera or something and then the kid that's what the dad told the kid and the, the kid went to his mom because he knew yeah. his mom was more kind-hearted so agreed to get him the uh, McLaren. And then later on, when the dad was here and found out, he's like, what? You can't drive that to school. It's not. It's not a daily. So they got him a cheap wagon. (laughs) So he's got the daily, he's got the G wagon so he can go to the grocery store. Yeah, he can go to school. And and I'm I'm assuming this kid lives alone in like a gigantic house in Cal- Calabasas or something. Is that that I, kinda... I, I, I probably will assume that. I mean, I never went to his house. I only met him uh, a few times. What what was his mind state like? Like was he was he was he a psycho? Was he was he nice? Was he what, what was no? Like? Just just like an, an average. He was not a douche. Um. So that was that was good. That's good. Yeah. That's, well, then they must be good parents. There, there must be something good going on because if you gave a fucking American kid, I don't care what I don't I don't care what background I don't like a kid raised in this culture, a McLaren at seventeen, like your their brain is going to be like fried. Like you know what I mean? It's like that. You're it, it's. It's like uh, it's like being able to to like fly or something. You like you like gave your kid like a superpower that he like didn't earn. You know, mm-hmm. like McLaren, McLarens are like, and uh, I don't want this to become like the the car podcast, but like for everybody listening right now, Google McLaren and just look at these cars. I mean, they are they're they're the cars that you have a poster of in your room when you're seven, and you're like, I want a race car, like. They're like ridiculous. They're, they're, there's almost no, there's almost nothing you can do with them except for drive super fast in a straight line. I mean, I can you even get groceries in a fucking? Um, you McLaren? can, but it's, the, the space is very limited. You can use the front because the engine is a, a mid-engine car, so the car is actually the, the engine is actually behind you. Yeah, listen. I mean. Okay, all right. I'll put it to you. Let's say, let's go back to us being uh, hedge fund managers in Taipei, and and you have a son, and he just turned sixteen, and you're like, Adam, what what kind of car should I get my son? He's he's just turned sixteen, and I say, get him a Toyota, uh, uh, Camry, and you know, make it make sure it's the newest one, the nicest one, and you say, well, of course not. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get him something really cool, really nice. For you, what what's really cool and really nice without being like crazy? Like, what's something that's better than a Camry, but not a McLaren that you would get for your sixteen year old son? 
Myself, I'll probably just give him like a used car first. Oh, so you wouldn't spoil him at all? No, maybe like really... later on when there's some sort of accomplishment. But um, <laughs> I don't. Maybe I'll give him a new car. Just depends. Um, but I don't. I think I don't know. We all we all crash our car, you know, or someone else, someone else crashing yeah. us. Um, especially when you're a newbie, it's I don't know. I just think it's a waste of money to buy a new car. Or yeah. someone who just literally started driving. Just like when you do podcasts, yeah. right? You don't you don't jump into the highest level gear first. Yeah, no, you definitely don't. Um, you definitely start on your uh on your cell phone like I did. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, yeah, and you slowly you slowly start amassing um microphones. But uh do I sound better on this by the way than, than I did on, on uh on the old I would podcast? say so, yeah. Yeah, okay, good.